my god. Good god. Jordan, I am tired. I'm Me tired too. of all this news. <laughs> I'm tired of all this this just craziness and excitement. Well, I mean, I, I, this craziness and uncertainty, but that's why we come here for hopefully some sanity and just, I don't know, a way that we can get our minds around everything that's been going on here. Oi, Jared. Yes? Did you hear that, did you hear that the fucking queen is dead? Oh yeah, I fucking heard the queen's dead. Bad job, bad job, that, that went southern there, Jesus. I kind of went Australian there, so. <laughs> <laughs> So I I can't. I, even... I, I, I I hope that um, I hope that Wales is enjoying themselves. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Because you kidding Wales me? Has, Wales has gotten screwed over by the UK for a little bit. <laughs> I feel like the UK got screwed over is getting screwed over for a lot these past few days. First, Drew McIntyre doesn't win the WWE Championship. God. I Do you forget- about that? I know, right? We didn't have that listed, but um, we could go through some of that shit real quickly too, if we want. Yeah. Um, but there's been a lot here um, to talk about. Wherever the hell we are, where yes. I am, Jared, and I am Jordan, and welcome back to the J and J Scary Guys Podcast. The podcast about who cares. Uh, I believe we care. <laughs> yes, we do care. And I just realized it sounded a bit like Keemstar when I did that. And I don't like yeah. that. Ugh. <laughs> I don't like Keemstar. Well, if you don't like Keemstar or if you don't care about any of the stuff that we talk about, you can skip to the, any time code that Jared Leveling takes the time to write out to skip to something that you do care about. Uh, but tonight we're talking about things like holy shit, AEW's on fire. Oh my god. Dragon Ball Super Hero. Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Uh, That's two supers. It. Yeah, we did both see that now. Yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery has continued to choke on its own blood. Negan from The Walking Dead is joining the cast of The Boys. Be afraid, be very afraid. And whatever else the hell we got to talk about. Yeah, because stuff we got... throughout our week. Oh my goodness. My week was mostly populated by news of, of the fire happening behind AEW. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's let's start off with how we usually like to start things off here with some previous episode corrections. That was where Jordan has a correction this time. Yeah, I do. So I was um, I helped hastily edit together episode sixty three, which by the way you can listen to on various different podcast platforms, including our YouTube page. We have a YouTube page. We do. We have YouTube now. Yeah. yeah. I was I figured a way to do that. It just uploads instead of this that so you see here. So you'll be able to see a static image that's just got the audio. For now, yes. that's the that's the cleanest version of this. If you want to see the raw, you gotta watch us live. Yeah, it's the only I, way. Yeah, and I noticed, I heard while I was editing it, I sounded like an asshole to Eddie Kingston. What what I was trying to say was that uh, New Japan has like these incredible like golden like god athletes. Like you got your Tanahashi's, you got your Okada's, and you got Ishii, who's like basically like a. A, an oni a demon that is taking human form but what do we send to fight that we send a dude from brooklyn <laughs> that's yeah. who we send yeah and that's then that ended up being the best option i i guess it is the best option neither of them are world t- are world title winners really so yeah. they kind of equal I, each other in that sense but it's like sending over like i feel like new japan sends over always their nearly men yeah kind of yeah they well they don't they don't throw uh jay white and okada down very often that's true. They did it like Forbidden Door and like the big events, but Ishii is still pretty good. Ishii comes down a lot, doesn't he? He does. He does. He's. I, I almost forgot that the best friends are a part of chaos. 
they are yes i f- totally forgot and, jared uh, i'm part of chaos at this point. <laughs> i forgot you are part of chaos you've said that before on an episode <laughs> <laughs> you have <laughs> so why haven't you invited me call rocky for me Rocky just gave me an autograph once. He knows about uh, us now. All right, I'll have to hit, a, I'll have to hit him up. Yeah, hit him up. Basketball field joined us. Mm-hmm. But that's what I guess that's all the corrections because I didn't really have many corrections from when I from what I was editing. Also, yes. And let's talk on some J and J travels. Yes. Jordan, what you got? All right. You well, get? I last week I talked about something that I that I got, but I didn't really delve too far into it because I didn't have the chance to mess with it too much. But now that I have, I can say I got Blitzwing. Blitzwing. Oh, let me get that close to you for you. Massive. So weird Decepticon uh, triple changer. Um, pretty. He's got it. You know, basically giant sword. He's got two blaster rifles on his back here. They can store out the back along with the sword. Uh, he's a, oh, hold on, what else do he have? He is, I think, one of the three Decepticon triple changers, which means he has a, he's got two vehicle modes. He's got a jet mode and a tank mode. And he's also got, and this is like part of their Energon weapon gimmick, he's got basically sort of like crazy Energon, energy gauntlets, pretty much. They fit over his forearms. They're fine. I think they're okay. They just sort of kind of fit. Uh, they're okay. I, I do enjoy the transformation on this guy, to be perfectly honest. It's... It's a little complex because there is two different vehicle modes to uh, sort of juggle around. Oh boy, are we gonna see them both right I now? The, yeah, I'm pulling them up now. Uh, cool. Unfortunately, the thing with triple changers I find tends to be one alt mode tends to be uh, superior than the other. Uh, mm. As you can see right here, Jared, like the tank mode. Uh, looks like looks an actual pretty, tank. Pretty nice. Uh, the jet mode is a clown show. <laughs> <laughs> it is the chunkiest jet ever. Basically, like the entire like. The tank turret and all of the tank components are folded up underneath the jet, making it the most square jet I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't think it can fly. It looks like it's gonna uh, be a bike. It looks like it's gonna drop those like yeah. It, it's like um, did, you've seen Avatar, right? Yes. Blue people. It's like those jets when they would carry. They have to carry the facility via the rope, but instead they're carrying it on the side for some reason. Actually, yeah, those were helicopters too, so that doesn't even work. No, it wouldn't make sense. Helicopter definitely wouldn't carried up but yeah i'm trying to think of any like real big issues i have uh i guess the fact that it's like i might have to buy some rubber labels like i did that optimus prime toy to add a little more color to him mm-hmm. um but i think as it is like the paint used here is pretty classy like lots of lots of nice delicious silver paint nice and the purple is very nice and i like the big i like the big yellow square head yeah i don't usually see yellow on a villain no, definitely not, actually. Yeah, that's true. Like, bright yellow. Yellow is more of a bumblebee color. Exactly. Um, yeah, and this just kind of made me realize that I have all, like, modern interpretations of all three Decepticon triple changers, I think, because I got Astro Train, Octane, and now Blitzwing, so. Yeah, it's going to get. Yeah, so that was my travels, pretty much. Blitzwing is okay. If you're looking for, like, kind of a unique Decepticon, he's your guy, but the issues with the jet mode and kind of, like, the big backpack that he has kind of kind of limits him a little bit. So, But that's it for Blitzwing, pretty much. Coolio. Um, I, I had a question for a sec about that. What's the, I know you've seen some of the Transformers I have. What's, what was the name of the one that I have that looks like the Helicarrier from the Avengers? 
One that looks like the heli carrier from the Avengers. It's like th- it becomes like three separate uh, things in one. Oh, tidal wave. Tidal wave. Oh, I don't know why you make me think of a triple changer when you make me think of, ti- of triple changers make me think of tidal wave for some reason. Well, he splits into three individual uh, sea crafts that combine yes. into like one giant one. Yeah, uh, one giant aircraft. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's why I think it was at least an aircraft. It would, from what I remember. And um, well, that's what you had for your travels. Me, I didn't go many places except um, yesterday, very last minute, or I had something. Well, not last minute. I knew for a week, but forgot until like an hour before it was happening. Um, mm-hmm. My girlfriend had signed up for this meet and greet, online meet and greet for her favorite band, 311, and mm-hmm. I was there, so I got to be there for the meet and greet. Oh, cool! Yeah, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot, we got to just talk to a bunch of like other 311 fans. They're all really nice people in the chat beforehand. But um, only weird thing, we went last. Oh, really? You were the last guy? We in? were the last group in. We were there for mm-hmm. like, because the thing, the reminder said to be there right at five or something like that. So we were like, she was like anxious the whole time, like being like, oh, what am I going to say? I'm going to like remember to say these things. And just the sitting there for an hour, it's like, ah, oh, has the magic gone away? But then like we rushed through our thing when we probably could have gotten a little bit more time to say something mm-hmm. to them. Because that's all you get is a minute. But we rushed way too quickly. Okay. Um, it was really cool, though, meeting them. They were really nice people, uh, the, the band. I, um, If you look on my Twitter, I retweeted it from her account right now, which you can mm-hmm. find up here if you're looking on, on Twitch. But if you're listening to us, it's at, uh, at jgulls1918. You'll see me and her meeting them. They're really awesome. And I'm getting ready to go see them in less than a month now. Excellent. Yeah, twice, and then go on their cruise. Because she's a massive fan of them. Damn. Yeah, massive fan. I mean, hey, hopefully we get nice deals for. I can get nice deals for um, the Jericho Cruise in the future that way. Because yeah, same definitely. company. Hell yeah, the that's same same yeah same boating company. Yeah, so yeah, like a, a lot of bands have like cruise tours, don't they? Oh, but a few of them, like through this one company specifically. Yes. Mm. Let me let me pull it up for you if you want. Interesting. So there's a company out there that specializes in uh, naval music festivals. I, I kind of not music festivals exactly. It's like a band and like a bunch of bands that they would have tour with them come okay, with them. Then. For example, I'm looking right now. This is through Sixth Man Cruises, and they they're the same group that does. Um, the Kiss Cruise. Do you know Dude Perfect? I've heard of Dude Perfect. Yeah, they're a YouTube. A- apparently, right. they have they have a cruise too with the same company. Cool. <laughs> a Dude Perfect cruise. Um, of course, the Jericho Cruise, the Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Mm-hmm. Something called Sail Across the Sun, Outlaw Country Cruise, the Beach Boys Cruise, Kokomo, obviously. Yes. Ugh. There's the Broadway, <laughs> the Broadway Cruise, the Flogging Molly Salty Dog Cruise. That's a good name. I like it. I know, right? And a bunch of other stuff, too. I, I recommend looking it up. It looks pretty cool. Mm, yeah, six-man cruises. Can't wait to go on them. Can't wait to go on the 311 cruise. It's going to be a lot of fun. Moving on from here, we go into our main stuff of the day. Let's talk about Dragon Ball Superhero, bro. Yes, sir. We both oh. finally saw it together. I mean, this was your second time seeing it, right? That it was. That it was. Yeah, definitely. I guess I'll give my first impressions of that. I'm not the... I'm not. I'm a. Per, I'm super casual when it comes to Dragon Ball. I read the original Dragon Ball manga. Never really watched a lot of the cartoons, but I've seen uh, some. I've seen the Super movies. I've seen Broly, and now I've seen this one. I think Broly is definitely still a little bit better, but yeah. I like the story. I like the of plot this one. of this one a lot more, simply because it's. Well, again, it's Red Gohan Dragon related. Manga. Yeah, it's it's Gohan focused. Like Goku and Vegeta are barely in this film at all. Like they are he, actually, they are actually stuck on I think like Beerus's or Weiss's planet uh, yeah. training, like the whole um, movie. 
Yeah, like the entire movie leads to a pretty fun gag towards the end. Uh, yeah, basically spoil that. But um, basically, oh the main God. plot is like the Red Ribbon Army is back, and <laughs> they and they basically hire uh, Doctor Jero's uh, grand- grandson. I'm not sure grandson. if it's grandson or great grandson because the way they had that tree, it looked like great grandson. <laughs> Yeah, it was a weird chart. Um, Android 21 was on that family tree. Yes, that was Android 21, right? Again, I've, I haven't played Dragon Ball Fighter, so I don't Me know neither. what the relationship is. Me neither. But she like does something with Boo, right? Or she's like part Boo? She, well, Not- she, well, she turns herself into like a, a Majin Boo version of herself in the game. Right, yes. I know that. But uh, going back to like the, the grandson... He gets hired and basically manipulated into thinking like they are making uh, the Red Superheroes. Ribbon. Yeah, Red Ribbon is making superheroes when in reality, the Red Ribbon uh, Pharmaceuticals Company wants to become, wants to take over the world again. As Red Ribbon and it's Army. Up to, yeah, the Red Ribbon Army is back and it's basically up to Gohan and Piccolo to pretty much save the day by themselves. And they get a lot of focus. It's they get new forms. Movie. Yep. Both of them. It's they awesome. get new forms. Uh, what else? They think of. Movie? They answer a lot of like meta questions through the movie. Like that's true. Like um, for I just Gohan going Super Saiyan means he gets good eyesight. I guess. Yeah, because normally go because adult Gohan kind of wears glasses quite a bit. Yeah, but then he goes Super Saiyan and he throws them off each time. Yeah, and his vision is fine. It's um, suddenly improved. Piccolo, uh, we, we actually get a lot of cute little things from Piccolo because he's he's got his own house now. Yes, he does. He has his own house. He, he doesn't he really own, have much he stuff. Owns, he owns property. He's got a lot of animal plushies, even yep. though he says he doesn't like them. He trains Pan there. Yeah, he trains Pan. Uh, he never got his driver's license. No. <laughs> so we have confirmation on that little detail. Yep. Uh, he did uh, drive with the Goku, never got the license. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Pan can't I fly like, yet. No, he did. He did. Pan, uh, Pan, yeah, Pan's learning how to fly. He suddenly gets attacked by um, one of the superheroes. Were there the other android superheroes? Gamma one and Gamma, Gamma two. Yes, he gets attacked I, I like by Gamma two. two. I like those guys. Yeah, they're they're fun. He gets attacked by Gamma one and two. Or no, two. No, just two. Starters. Uh, two is very cocky and thinks that he's got Piccolo. Piccolo obviously survives very easily because mm-hmm. no energy sensing on androids. Nope. So they go. They uh, he goes and follows them from behind, finds the whole facility, listens mm-hmm. in on everything, and he finds out their their plan is to go and attack. They want to destroy obviously the briefs because they think the briefs are hiding everyone as aliens and trying to take over the world themselves. Well, that's the story that they tell Hedo. Yes, that's the story that they tell Doctor uh, Hedo. Hedo, yeah, who uh, is he's a decent character. I liked him. He was he was very fun. Yeah, yeah, he was a fun character. A lot of lot of. Uh... Kamen Rider homages, a lot of superhero homages. Yeah. Apparently, I think he was the same voice actor that does Tanjiro. Oh, cool. In the dub, yeah. I think that's what <laughs> that's I saw fun. before when I looked it up. And yeah, so they're working on that. Uh, what else What else happened in the movie? Uh, final villain? Uh, final villain? Kind of meh. Okay. Well, let's talk about Let's. We'll get to that final villain. We got to talk about first the transformation that occurs right before it. Transformation that occurs right before it. Uh, oh, before yeah. Is that Piccolo's? Piccolo's, yes. Piccolo. Um, what he does is he decides uh, he needs to get a nice little latent power bonus because everyone has a latent power that come that can be brought out in them. Only, um, let's see, Guru did it to Krillin, Dende, and Gohan, but that's yeah. it. Yeah, when the, but way back in the Namek arc, so Piccolo goes like, well... Guru's not around anymore, but can we, yeah, like, can I get Shenron to do it? And they can. Yeah, and they can. And Piccolo, I think, like, even, like, his 
his skin color changes actually it does he's orange so from like a slightly different like his colors change a little bit goes from that uh, that amazing green to oh yeah he almost has like an or uh, a, like a yellow glow when he gets that first like because uh, shenron does power up but it looks like he just gets buffer at first yeah first and you know the like the shade of green changes slightly but yeah. then as the movie goes on we see what his actual new form looks like yeah, it eventually comes out after getting really hurt a lot. I love that. I love that it's called Orange Piccolo, and that's yep. it. That's it. That's all it needs to be. Piccolo, Orange Piccolo. Piccolo's naming is not very creative. No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, hey, they eventually just stopped calling Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan to just Super Saiyan Blue. So. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, so yeah. so cheesy. Weird stuff. Um. Sorry about so that. So we kind of get to, uh, we get to the final fight where Gohan gets lured into the villain's base because they kidnapped Pan. Yes. Trunks and Gohan and Krillin all of them show up with um with Bulma. Mm-hmm. Trunks and Gohan fail at doing the fusion. Yeah, and then we yeah, then so we get uh fat uh fat bad fusion. Yeah, I almost I almost called it Veku, but that's Goku and Vegeta's failed fusion form. Uh, go Tunks. Go, go tunks, tunks, I guess. Instead yeah, of Go sure. Tanks. Instead of Go Tanks, Go Tunks. Okay, then. Because, <laughs> goddamn. So, yeah. it's it sucked. Uh, they tricked us like that. We were going to finally get an older, like, fusion, but we didn't. No. Instead, we got a nice, cool new form for, uh... Well, no, they tricked us because then they do the fusion again, they do it right, but then they don't show us the next yep. thing. Of course, they don't show us. Wasn't there, like, a like a promotional photo of, like, a, of, like an older... Go tanks. I don't think so. There was a I the, what there was was there was a promotional photo of uh, of just for the poster for the movie of all the characters. Oh, okay. And they were doing the fusion pose. Oh, okay. But so that didn't all. actually show the form. All right. Yeah, but it was the older drunks and Gohan, the ones that you remember seeing from um, Dragon Ball GT. Yes. Ugh, Dragon Ball GT. Yeah. But regardless, um. Wonder how much like only real, really real problems with the movie, I think, is like the briefness the beginning part. Yeah, yeah, the beginning part is a little long. Like they they ex- kind of explain things twice. Yes, they do. They explain what like he- uh, Doctor Jero's deal is and how he's related to Hedo, and then they break Hedo out of prison and they explain that same thing again to, to Hedo, which he should probably already know. Although he does say like he doesn't really know his, he didn't know his grandfather all that well to begin yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. Since they were kind of well. A long distance and age apart, I believe. It's been at least yeah, 20 well, years. Uh, yeah, Hedo's like 20 years old. Something like that. I don't know how old yeah. Gohan is. Um, and at least 10 I years. Thought, and I felt like the concept for like the final film was kind of lame. Yeah. It's just yeah. like a re... It's like a reskin of uh, Imperfect Cell. Cell. Yeah. Eh. Cell um, Max, as they called it. Yeah. We, we, do, we do get a new Gohan form out of it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but for how brief we get of it, it honestly... Yeah, and how we get through it is just, like, creating new trauma. Yeah, creating new trauma. Piccolo almost dying again. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, emotional trauma. That's how you do it. Emotional That's damage! <laughs> That's how you do it. Exactly. Um, But other than that, I mean, I mean, as far as, like, a Dragon Ball movie goes, it was a lot of fun. Hell yeah, I agree. Yes. Definitely was. Definitely Um, can't wait for whatever the next one's going to be because there's going to be another one. Yeah, well, I mean, where, like, I have, I'm getting casual. Fusion no Reborn. Reborn. That's, what? Another fusion movie, I don't know. Another fusion movie, oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. I don't know, that's what. Fusion it, Re-Reborn. Something, because they teased us at the end there, so. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if like it it, it shows up later in the super manga, anyways. Yeah, but you know it doesn't surprise me. What? More things getting canceled in the, by DC. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so Warner Bros. D- Discovery confirms DC Fandom 2022 is not happening. Yep. They're taking a break uh, break amid the transition of the uh, for the DC EU apparently. Yeah. Uh, so from what I understand, like the reason, uh, the public reason they have said why they're kind of like canceling and like rescheduling a lot of these upcoming DC projects is just simply because they're trying to find like a Kevin Feige esque figure. The problem with that is is like that you're. It, it's just going to make these DC movies feel exactly like the Marvel movie. Yeah, eventually. And guess what? People are starting to get tired of the Marvel movies now. Sadly. A lot, sad. like a lot more people are starting to drop off. Yeah, a lot more. I don't understand. I'm just seeing a lot more just like negative impact for it. I don't know. Or just... Is the superhero genre maybe dying off a little bit? Is it has it become yeah, too overshadowed? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. Generally, I think people are starting to get just tired of it in general because we've had it for what like almost a decade now. Fifteen years now. If you if you start technically really back with Iron Man. Okay, I I, I kind of consider it actually. It's starting with like the first Avengers film, but yeah, the MCU technically started with Iron Man one. Let if you want to go even further back than that, you could say because there's people that like crap on the early Fantastic Four movies, but those mm-hmm. still were movies that made money and uh, made That's money true. And made enough. I so I got I say we got to go back to the X Men and Spider Man for starting yes. this. Yeah, Spider Man. Spider Man was like Spider Man One was the first like um, situation where it's like, oh no, we can actually make a profitable movie. Yeah. About a superhero. Well, and that's because mainly it was because it was Spider Man, but yeah. it was mainly also we got st- we were only getting st- like one a movie, one movie a year maybe. Like so, two thousand we had X Men. Two thousand one, I don't know what we had if we had anything. Two thousand two, Spider Man One. Two thousand three, yeah. we got X Men Two and Daredevil. Yeah, and now we're at the point where it's like we're, it feels five like we're superhero getting, movies a year. It's that's too much. Mm-hmm. That's too much. Like how many how many Two movies th- do people normally see normally see a year? Like like for me, it's like like maybe like three or maybe four. But it's like I I yeah, don't no. want that all of that to be Marvel movies. I get that. Yeah, that's way too much for like a casual audience to really care. And honest, and I've been listening to like different podcasts about this stuff, and they bring up the MCU, and like there are people who are way more negative towards it now. Just simply because it feels like fan service and people are noticing like there's really not like a lot of character development. Like yeah. like Doctor Strange had his his character development, but it's I don't know like 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 is it like a good movie on its own merits, ignoring everything else about the MCU? Like that's the question people are asking, and some people are coming up with no in some cases, like with Thor: Love and Thunder. But going back to the DC fandom thing, yeah, it feels like they're. Yeah, they're just scaling this way back. Definitely, they're going. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know what they're. Um, they don't know the full plan. I mean, it first came out. Uh, the first DC fandom was in 2020, where they found success showing a bit of the uh, a some stuff for the Snyder Cut, the Suicide yeah. Squad, and the Wonder Woman 1984. 2021 had trailers for the Batman and the Flash. The Flash we mm-hmm. still haven't gotten, and we're not getting. Hopefully, 
And this year, they have mostly focused their events on San Diego Comic-Con because, like, things are reopening again. And they had the major play, uh, panel with Black with Black Adam. So I guess they don't want to, like, oversaturate with their own, like, you know, what's here's what's coming. Yeah, because, like, yeah, like, like Disney is literally doing that, uh, started doing that today. Mm-hmm. Well, Disney's doing that this weekend. Yes. It's uh, this Dis- whole weekend. Uh, happy Disney Plus Day, everybody. That's what oh, it is. Boy. Yeah, we'll save that stuff for tomorrow for next week because it's just a lot to talk about what else have we got here to go through real quick so sorry dc fandom sorry that stuff is getting canceled mm-hmm. we got one more thing before we got to AEW. real quick we've got jeffrey dean morgan joining the cast of the boys yes i like baseball bats jared <laughs> <laughs> so if you uh, those of you who know he was uh, negan in the walking dead and i believe he was also a part he was originally uh, so his work on the series will re- reunite morgan with supernatural creator eric kripke who is also the showrunner of the boys mm-hmm. so another uh, alumni during his time on the cdw series he joined uh, john he portrayed john winchester in recurring capacity telling e-news jeffrey dean morgan is a super fan of the show kripke he was a big said fan this. of the show and, and started like talking back and forth yeah. so he and i are talking we're trying to figure something out for season four nothing finalized yet so they know that he's gonna be there they know they've got it yeah they know they got him i don't know what kind of role he's going to play at this point because i i don't know the boys well enough like the original comic to think of any like superheroes yeah it'll be funny Um, how long was the original run of the the that comic anyways because i'm starting to think like are we going to get into like original story territory or are they still adapting the comics i think that they well original I, I think that the first two seasons were mostly original story and the comics were about t- them taking um, co- like the temporary V originally as okay. a pale form. Oh, okay. Yeah. The whole first two seasons was mostly it was it was like origin and other kind of story stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the Umbrella Academy comics don't really emulate the show, I think, at all. Oh, okay. Cool. Probably not. I mean, that's all that's also about to have its fourth season and final season, which we'll talk about next week. Mm hmm. But I'm excited. I'd be excited for Jeffrey Dean Morgan to play something. I mean, I don't know what's <sighs> weird. Funny thought came to me is if he could play like um, the owner, whatever the guy who created Vought was, the founder of the Vought. founder of Vought. Yeah, but not play him. You know how they say that he was um, a friend of uh, how they were friends with the Nazis. Yeah, what was it, Frederick von? Frederick. Something? So Frederick von. Frederick von Vought. Yeah, so just Frederick Vought. I think I don't know whichever. Frederick Vought. Yeah. Yeah, but. I was gonna say have it play him play Frederick Vought. Mm. I'm saying have him play Hitler. <laughs> that would be that would be interesting. Yeah, he, like look at that face. He could almost do it. I yeah, can't imagine him with the hair. Well, I mean, it's like you do like a Hitler clone, like an imperfect clone or something. I don't know. I don't know. Or just maybe it's just that he's too handsome to play Hitler too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's not silly enough like when Taika Waititi was Hitler. Yeah, definitely. I I don't. Yeah, well, I'm definitely, I still need to get caught up with it at some point. I still need to sit down and watch it, so. Yeah. Hey, definitely catch up. It's it's worth it. The show's worth it. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So now we got to talk about it. Let's get to, well, okay, let's, should we brief through um, WWE real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, WWE uh, Clash at the Castle happened. I will say this, the show itself 
was really was actually great right up until the end. Yep. Right up until the very end of it. I'm trying to think. Uh, Gunther. Gunther. Yeah. Stupid scene. Uh, Gunther versus Sheamus. Absolutely, go out of your way to watch that. That was fantastic. Roman Seth, versus Bra- Roman versus Drew was also really. Sorry, you were gonna say. Yeah, Seth. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle also worth it. Worth worth going out of your way to see. And then we have. The main event, Roman's versus Drew McIntyre, actually a very good, actually like one of the better Roman Reigns matches. I agree. In this title I've run. Seen, yes. The fact that it ends with a distraction finish is absolutely lame. Um, and uh, I, and It's lame. Thing to, it's cool debut for Solo Sokoa, but... Yeah, good for him, but it's just like this super lame thing. It's like your first UK pay-per-view... In 30 in, years. In 30 years. Now, here's the thing. No, well, first UK stadium show in 30 years. Now, here's the thing, Jared. They they big this show up like that. Yeah, for a long they, for a they, while. For a, for a long time, they had big buildup for it. So to have it end like a like a, just a plain old regular paper house is, show. It ended like a house show. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely it's it's stupid. And here's and here's the thing. Like we all know that they want Rome to hold the belts and go against The Rock at WrestleMania. But here's my thought process. If for them, if for them, nothing matters until January, then you can just have Drew win the belt anyways. Hmm. For for various reasons, you can, Roman can come up with whatever, whatever excuse he wants. And then at Survivor Series, you would have had Austin Theory cash in, take the belt off of Drew. And then at the day one pay-per-view, if they're still doing it, or the Royal Rumble. they don't. <laughs> well, whatever January pay-per-view comes up, Roman guesses, Roman somehow gets the belt back. They still got the Rumble. That's the January yeah. pay-per-view to me. Exactly. Yeah, the Rumble. And then, I don't know, The Rock comes back and wins the Royal Rumble. Bam, Roman versus uh, The Rock. That's how you do it. I don't know. It's just like with, with Drew, I... I will say I love I love the confidence that Drew was showing throughout the match. Like it, it convinced me that it's like oh he's actually winning this. But even no. though he wasn't, and I mean credit to everyone. Well credit to to Drew for actually still carrying that off. He really it, it was one hell this, of a match. This, this yeah this was his this it really genuinely felt like his pay per view. It was built it was built around him. Yeah he entered. Before he came to the ring, mm-hmm. a video package showing his whole career leading up to that moment with Broken Dreams by yeah, his, Shaman's Harvest playing. Yeah, his original theme song, and you have him lose. I, I don't get that. Me neither. Doesn't matter. The I, company will never change. They won't. I, They'll never change. Who no, Doesn't like, matter who's in charge of creative now. I think that we've got basically... Then I heard recently somewhere that to really judge where WWE is going to go with with Triple H right now, we have to wait over the, and see it over the next two to three years to see how he reshapes it because there still is he can't just drastically change it like that. He brings back a bunch of people, but he can't just drastically change everything. Yeah, that's like that. yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I that's what I said uh, yeah. like a couple of weeks back. Um, he's not going to make all these sudden changes very fast. It's going to be very slow and very incremental to reshape into what he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. Because if you change everything he wants, now he, he it's not NXT anymore. He has yeah. to worry about uh, the shareholders and sponsors, exactly, and TV networks. He has to figure out how to make the show good so they get you know when TV deals start to come near their end date, the show has to the both shows have to be in great shape in order to get bigger rights fees. Mm-hmm. So he has to, to keep that in mind as well. The fact that they were able to get NXT on television at all, yeah. Speaking so, of overall, which, Clash the Castle, there are there are yeah. definitely at least two or three matches that are worth seeing. Yes, definitely. I would say the men's matches are all worth seeing at the moment. Yes. Uh, let's see. There were... 
I think that uh, the opening women's tag also was really good. That was also really good. Yes, very energetic from all six ladies, mm-hmm. especially Bailey. Bailey working the crowd amazingly. Yeah, like they want they like they she had to work really hard to get them to boo her. Yeah, basically, because <laughs> they are all like um it all it all goes back to um NXT take over London. My- take over london yeah with that chant yeah they hey that hey bailey ah <laughs> oh, so good all right but speaking of nxt let's talk about nxt worlds collide oh god <laughs> i didn't what? see this that's fine i mean it's all right did you see it i saw parts of it okay i missed like some of the endings matches i saw the tag match and the nice and uh, i liked pretty deadly winning i was happy for them yeah they're cool i saw I saw the beginning of the women's match, but like, <sighs> Mandy, yeah, really. Well, I mean, I guess I mean like Mako is probably not going to be around for much longer. I didn't think so. Yeah, Blair Davenport. I'm not sure what they do with her again. Like, there's there's this NXT Europe rebrand that they're going to be doing. So Blair Davenport's probably going to be a big part of that. I hope she leaves them and goes to AEW. Yeah. But that's to what a woman oh, to what a women's division that doesn't get booked. <laughs> what do you do? You're right. You're right. You're right. At, le- at least in WWE, it's like 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 whether you try and you, at least they tried to give a lot of women time on the card. Yeah, I yeah, true. Even last night on Dominant my Tony Storm and Penelope Ford didn't have a that much time for their match. They had a good match, not a lot of time. Yeah. Good seeing Penelope Ford come back also, though. That was a nice return. Yeah, and that's another problem with... Uh, we're getting off topic here. I'll, we'll get back to the AEW, AEW in a you're bit. You're right. You're right. Uh, mm-hmm. NXT again. Ricochet versus uh, Carmelo Hayes. Hayes. Yeah. Uh, Carmelo Hayes retains. Yeah. It was, a, it was kind of even style, if I'm being honest. It was yeah. very evenly styled. Mm-hmm. They jumped off the ropes, did a crossbody at each other at one point. Oh, cool. Oh, it was beautifully done. Yeah. They must have hurt like fuck, though. Yeah, that looked like it sucked. Oh, and I feel like I'm forgetting one other match other than the NXT uh, title match. Was there? Oh, yeah, the women's tag team title match. Oh, right. Between Nikki Ash and Dewdrop against Katana Chance and uh, Kaden Carter. Casey. No, sorry. You're right. Kaden said- Carter and Katana. I- yeah, I know. I'm the one who was saying Katana instead of Casey. Mm hmm. Uh, and I just said last week that I would call it that I wouldn't call her Katana. Yeah, uh, I lost it. I lost the E-Boy Championship. So, pff, yes. Sorry, getting mm-hmm. ahead of things. Um, yeah, that happened. I didn't see that match. If I'm being honest with you. No, me neither. It wasn't work. The network was not working for me. Or I wasn't working. I was using the uh, the illegal thing. I think at the time. Or we were driving. Maybe I don't remember. We were doing shit. Yeah. Yeah. Worlds Collide happened as well. Yeah. Worlds Collide and happened as well. That's all we can say. <laughs> Let's get to it. Let's get to the drama. We're delaying long enough. We're 40 oh minutes boy. in. Yeesh. We're just about 40 minutes in. Uh-huh. So, let's talk about AEW All Out before anything. Yeah. How would you grade this pay-per-view? I would grade it as a good show. It was it was a common it was a mixture of great matches and weird shit. Yes. <laughs> weird stuff in between. Weird booking choices. Yeah, I guess I'll run quickly through the the pre-show. I didn't see the AAA World Mixed Tag Team Championship match. It was Guevara and Tay versus Ortiz and Ruby. Ruby, get well soon. Yep. <laughs> she broke uh, her nose. Didn't she also almost get just dropped on her head, like straight up? Yeah, literally almost straight on her head. On her neck, cool. really. It was on her neck. 
Oh, cool. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, Hook beat Angela Parker. Not really shocking. Yeah, me neither. I, not shocking at all. Uh, okay. And that, Well, okay, what was fun, though, is uh, afterwards, Matt Menard came and tried to beat down on him, and then Action Bronson came in to help Oh, yeah, Hook. that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool little, now, that was a cool little appearance. Now uh, at um, Grand Slam, it's going to be Action Bronson and Hook versus 2.0. Wow, okay. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that's a fun little thing. Probably at uh, at the during Rampage for it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next was Pac versus Kip Sabian. Pac beat Kip Sabian as we predicted. Kip Sabian uh, immediately starts is yelling relegated. At his- yeah, <laughs> he's immediately relegated to Jobber status because he there was like build up for this character and he lost on the pre-show. Yeah, a lot of build up over and, a year. Yeah, and he has this Almost weird like Al Snow esque gimmick where he's talking to like a foreign object. That's like head. That's meant it's for a, a head. It's a box. It's a, stu- it goes it's a out box. Head. It's a box that he wears. I don't know. I don't get this gimmick, and it looks ridiculous in the context of an AEW. Yeah, like I, a more realistic setting. Well, for the most part. For the most part, it's more realistic. Got some yeah. dark people there. I, I did. I did love um, Pac's promo when Orange Cassidy came out. Pac just looked at him and just went, "No, I beat we're not you." Doing that. Yeah, we're not doing this. No. <laughs> Screw you. Away. Yeah. He's gone. That was pretty funny. Um and then we get we get The Battle Andrew of Chests. Brooks. Yeah, exactly. Chopping Chests, Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii. God, like I didn't think Tomohiro Ishii could actually bruise, but we found saw, out that di- we found out tonight. I saw black lines on him. <sighs> Ugh. Black like bruise lines. Oh. Yeah. I don't do, How does Tomohiro Ishii not have heart problems? I don't, I don't know who, maybe, maybe he does, and Tom Ishii just goes, excuse you, and then it just falls back in line, I don't know. <laughs> maybe he has, like, four hearts, and we just don't know. True, true. Uh, he probably does, but Eddie Kingston came away with the victory. Um, Good for him. Sucks to see Sammy and Kingston get pushed to the pre-show because of this, but, because of their fight, Look. but, you know, it's not the worst fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was, that was the, the zero hour, or whatever. Yeah. Next... Um, Opening the show was the casino ladder match. Yeah, this this for, this match format sucks. Really? I, I don't hate it. I I don't like it at all because it's just like it's like the I whole won't... ladder match concept. It's like the different suits. It's like I'd rather have all just throw all of them in mm. at once. Honestly, just have a normal ladder match at this point because like it's just like it disrupts the pacing of the match and i know it's like the who's going to come in but it's like you have a small list of people that you know are going to be in the match it's not like random people from the roster yeah exactly i mean except for the joker and it's weird because it's not random people from the roster too like everyone here was in it basically is in a team together yeah yeah, like two members of a faction. Yeah, two members of different factions. I'm pretty sure Rush and Andrade had to like like not go for the chip because they had to help each other for a little bit. Yeah, they decided to they decided to try and kill uh, Wheeler Yuta, I guess. Yeah, Wheeler Yuta and whoever else came in at that point, probably. Yeah. Claudio, maybe I don't know. Yeah, there were some weird, there were some weird ladder spots in this in this match, like Cesaro trying to like push over like the whole ladder contraption, which kind of worked. It the contra- the ladder a ladder got stuck in another ladder. They made so many ladder bridges, it was a little ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. See what see what I'm talking about here. Uh, Dante Martin almost got smacked on the head with a ladder. Ugh, I think at one point. I'm pretty sure that like Andrade has slammed three different people onto ladders in AEW already. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Or in, no, no, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm also adding. I'm adding when he did that to Rey Mysterio. I think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, so that match ended with a bunch of like people in Bav- masks. Yeah, Bavaclaw wearing goons. Yeah. One of them climbed up to grab the chip, who, but it wasn't a person in the match. It was like Stokely Hathaway and his gang of gang of people. Include and then excuse me. Sympathy for the Devil starts playing, and out by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, by the rolling by the Rolling Stones, and out comes the Joker for that match, and just grabs, just gets handed the chip by Stokely. The Joker's wearing a mask, by the way. He's wearing yeah, like he a was devil's wearing, mask. He was, he was wearing like basically the he was the the sort of the character was called the Devil, yeah. and we were watching this with a bunch of fr- uh, friends from college. Very nice to see everyone again. Hello, and um, Love everyone y'all. thought for a second like this is either MJF or Bray Wyatt. Oh, the gloves made me think Bray Wyatt. The gloves and like the hand, the like the hand motions. Yeah, the way he was like the just way, waving. waving his arms kind of made me feel like it's Bray Wyatt. He did a nice um, little spin as he walked into the ring. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, weird. But we know weird who this ending was. that match. Weird format. Uh, I just don't like the casino stuff anymore. Mm. I, I'm okay with the out. rumble. I'm the I'm okay with the rumble. The ladder match, I get it though. I get it because yeah. ladder match can yeah. still end before everyone's in there. Yeah, exactly. That's the and yeah, I didn't even mention that. That's the biggest problem. I think it's different between. It, that's what makes it different from the face of the revolution ladder match. I think. Mm-hmm. That's or at least that's what's supposed to make it different. Yeah. Next is a match that is now inconsequential. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the elite versus Hangman in the Dark Order. Yes. Um, we'll get to why it's. A, it was a good match. It was definitely a good, fun match. Lots of drama involved. Yeah. With um, yeah. Hangman not wanting to compl- not wanting the Dark Order to completely hurt the Bucks, and also not go completely hard on Kenny either. Until Kenny's like, "Hey, snap out of it. Go hard on us." Yeah. Kenny's like, "No, look. He's like, "No, nah, man. Bring it on. Let's go." Yep. That's I'm it. ready. Yeah, and uh, from there, they had a good match. I liked the part where they dragged their tag team uh, partners to the side so they could get tagged in for so each other. Get, so that the Heyman and Kenny could tag in each yeah. other and so they could actually fight. That That's was funny. the one inconsistency about Rick Knox that kind of annoys me. Because like, I know in Rick Knox matches, he doesn't manage all the rules and just kind of lets things go. But then like in a moment like that, he's like, follow the rules. Says, Come on, you're not tagged in. I'm keeping up. <laughs> It kind of makes it for a funny moment, but it's ridiculous also when he's barely following the rules the rest of the match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't like Rick Knox as a referee. He's the worst. Yeah. I, it's just, it's a Young Bucks max, that Young Bucks match type of thing, I guess, also. Yeah, absolutely. I thought the finish was great. Yes. Genuinely, right. the finish was great. Uh, but who cares about who wins? No. Nope. Who cares about who wins? Who cares? Who cares? Right. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. It actually does not, literally does not matter. Now. Doesn't matter does not matter just like what else doesn't matter is this title run for the tbs championship because how the fuck are they gonna get it off of jade jade cargill now i don't know uh better be a star jade cargill versus athena Athena four minutes 20 seconds athena hits her finishing move right away the baddies pull the referee out too late count yeah athena yeah exactly they kind of missed it athena Athena gets pissed and I think just chucks one of them into the guardrail so hard. Oh, yeah, I remember. That was like super painful. And then it was just like Jade recovered and it just turned into another Jade Cargill standard match. Yeah. Eh. Not much. Not much to say. I guess we'll go move on to the next thing. Wardlow and FTR defeated Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Yes. Had a very cute moment with uh, Dax's daughter coming out for the entrance. Yep. And the and the end of the match, too. With, yeah, uh, the end of the match as well. Uh, Jake breaking Sanjay Dutt's pencil was cute. Yeah, yeah, it was actually like Samoa Joe actually came out as well, and 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 uh, Theo. 
had an excellent uh, moment where, like, as Smojo's, like, by the when you see Sanjay Sud, it's like, Sanjay, my friend, come here and let me kill you. <laughs> that was courtesy of, of Theo. <laughs> Shout out to Theo. Out. Quick-witted as always. Yes, And he a is. lovely host. Gotta get um, him on our, on one of these one day. Yeah, sure. Definitely. I'll message him someday. Absolutely. He has a good opinion. But other than uh, that, this match, I can't say much consequence of it also, but Wardlow had himself a nice, good reset on, promo on uh, Dynamite last night. Oh, good Lord, did he? <laughs> yes. He was like, I'm not going to focus on anything else. It's time for me. Yeah. I have this title. Also, also, he, um, he also looked like he was about to kill like the production truck when it's like, where's my music? <laughs> As he was walking towards the, the ring. Oh, my God. Right. Uh, that was when he was walking away from the ring. So I remember hearing it when he got into... Ah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Ricky Starks. This match was five minutes? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I... So, yeah, we thought there was going to be, like, a, a back and forth. And here's sort of the problem with these AEW pay-per-views. I, I feel like quite a few of these matches are great TV matches, but it's like, eh, they don't feel like pay-per-view matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. And unfortunately, so. this was one of them. Wardlow's FTR felt like one of them. They're good Dynamite main eventer openers, but not pay-per-view yeah, matches. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, this one was just established Powerhouse Hobbs is like the big new monster heel. Yep, which he is. Uh, which was good. I literally blinked and missed the finish of this match. <laughs> yeah. What What did he... What's it Hobbs Buster. used to... Okay, sp- okay Spinebuster? Cool. Yeah, That's like a good finisher. Spine. Good finisher for him. He does a great Spinebuster. Yeah. The next match, an audible should have been called. Sesame Daddy! Yes. God Lord. Uh, the acclaimed versus Swerve in our glory for the tag team championships. Holy crap. I didn't the, realize how over the acclaimed was. Yeah, me neither. Especially in Chicago there. Holy shit. God. The crowd yeah. was just um, yeah, stellar, it. and they they did technically call an all the word like Swerve, like Keith Lee and and uh, Swerve basically looked at each other and went like, "Oh, we got to be heels in this situation." Oh, and yeah. I love the fact that they both played a different type of heel because Keith yeah. Lee was like super smug, and he's just like, "Man, I got this. This is gonna be the easiest thing I've ever done." And then Swerve was just a dick. Yeah, he was just the biggest scumbag it's supposed to i've be- ever seen and by the way like going after anthony bowens is uh like like Leg. bum knee yeah which by the way i legitimately thought he was injured like i yeah, legitimately yeah. Th- he and like the way he came off of the like stumbled off of the ropes it genuinely looked like he that was uh, like complete it looked like a complete accident yeah it did i don't know how Thanks. he did it he's all right though thankfully yeah he's a-okay though and this this was the match of the night Matt, yeah, I'd say this is the match. Absolutely worth fifty dollars. Yes. to buy the replay alone. I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I can agree. I can agree. And that. we are getting. It was so good. We're getting a straight up rematch at Arthur Ashe in two Hell weeks. Hell yeah! Definitely down to go to that. We gotta go. <sighs> I'm ready to get scissored. <laughs> let's go. Let's do it. Oh, let's do this. Hell yeah, man! I'm glad you're in. Okay, we've got next the AEW Women Interim Women's Championship. Being decided in a fatal four-way match between Tony Storm, Doctor Breaker, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. Yes. So this was okay. <laughs> I think that this was better than it meant than it needed to no, be. No, it was. It was actually. It was. It was a good match. It's just this. It's a good match surrounded by a lot great matches. You know. Yes. And that's yeah. Also and, a lot of matches. And I believe, if I'm being honest, surrounded by controversy. 
Yeah, because some are not sure right now of the legitimacy of Thunder Rosa's injury, apparently. Yeah. So let's go through the match real quick. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter obviously started working together at first uh, against Sheeta and Storm, who you know worked together themselves. Sheeta gets yeah. pulled out at one point, uh, walked to the back where she then just is like, "Oh, I'm okay." Just decides to come out with two kendo sticks and hit and hit like people for like 15 seconds and then throw them both away for no reason. Yep. Like why? It's a four-way like, match. You can use stuff. Yeah. Give give one to Tony. <laughs> you can use that chair. Yeah, you can use that chair that you like to use. Even oh, though yeah, all you do true. is she sits on it just so that way she can jump over to kick people, right? Yeah. She has yeah, she has a weird relationship with like a ch- with objects. Ring weaponry. Yes. For some reason. She uses them once and then never again. I I don't know why. Me neither. Her match. There was a point where it looked like Jamie Hayter was going to actually win. Yes. And, and then Tony and then Baker pulled the ref out, mm-hmm. and, then, and then I think and Jamie then, got pissed. Oh yeah, she got mad, and then like a finisher happened, and then Britt actually pin, tried to pin Jamie and not the other person because it was a situation where both were knocked out, and she's like, she's like, I'm gonna pin my my ally here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real, yeah, good job, Britt. Great job keeping that alliance going, you idiot. Yeah, great job. Great job. But then. Um, Again, uh, I don't this, remember that finish. All, by the way, yes. all this happened on Sunday night, so it's our Thursday. memories are a little foggy. It's Thursday, especially no, with I what mean, happened after Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we're recording on Thursday. It happened like on Sunday. Tony Storm won. Good, great. Uh, okay, um, I was I d- very worried that they were going to panic and put it back on Britt Baker to this yeah. injury situation. Thank Same. God. To cut quickly to head towards some of the media scrum stuff, mm-hmm. the way it opened was. Or one of the ways that uh, one of the ways that Tony answered a que- uh, question was that she said, "Well, Thunder Rosa says she's injured, so when she comes back, I'm gonna beat her, and this will be the time, and I'll be the champion." Yeah, yeah, Tony, Tony said that. Tony Storm, yeah. Tony Storm, yes. Sorry, get Tony Schiavone up there, and it would have been three Tonys. <laughs> the Tony yeah. trio. Oh, exactly. But well, if what we're hearing is true backstage, Thunder Rosa is not very well liked too. She possibly also having her own ego problem. Yeah, yeah, most likely, and and and. Not when Rose, I feel title. a little bit. I feel a small bit of sympathy for it because she has not been presented as a, a, as a big deal. Like, she, yeah, she hasn't presented as she hasn't been presented well as a champion. She hasn't gotten a lot of TV time. The focus has still been on Britt Baker and like Jade Cargill yep. primarily, and she was kind of left off to the side. But but I she mean, also wanted to be a touring champion and went like immediately on tour somewhere. Okay. Yeah, like she had that match in Japan that she ended up losing just so that mm. way they can have that person come to the U.S. to challenge her. And then she mm. beat that person to get the win back. It made no sense. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, and then that, like, that was the only like real big thing that might have happened. Because that original match, they aired it on Dark. Mm. I don't know. <sighs> Tony was supposed to originally beat Britt Baker for the title at this pay-per-view also. Yes. Not Britt Baker, Tony Stor- Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Yeah, yeah, that was the plan. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, they got Britt Baker on the card at least, so mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Next wasn't a match; it was an angle disguised. As yeah, a match. so Luchasaurus trying to go for the uh, go, trying to go for Big Show's record. Yes, of, of turning of turning heel and, and face, face back and forth a lot. Yep. Uh, it was supposed to be Luch- uh, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Until uh, Cage, uh, until uh, Christian comes out with a very big uh, sleeve on his arm, and it's like, oh, you're actually, oh, you're injured, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Turns out it's a tricep in- tricep injury. He needs surgery. He's gonna be gone for months. So, and so this year and a half angle that they've been building to for a big blow off feud, uh, unfortunately, just has to be sidelined again for now, which sucks. Um, mm-hmm. 
Luchasaurus betrays Jungle Boy, uh, choke slams him onto like the pyro grate. <laughs> yeah, and you see the pyro grate like indents onto Jungle Boy's back. Yeah. Uh, which, Ow. which, yeah, that sucks. Uh, and Christian just pins Jungle gets a Boy spear. He's been completely decimated. He gets a spear and an unprettier and then gets pinned, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it sucks that Jungle Boy wasn't able to win this, but I, I'm guessing it's like, I guess with that tri-spear injury, Christian can't really take any bumps. Yeah. And really, I'd like to even see... though he did the unprettier, I don't know. I think this could lead to a good way for in the future if Christian Cage does come back to face Jungle Boy, it'll be after Jungle Boy goes for some sort of title. Like, like I could see him going for like the TNT title, and that's how Christian Cage comes back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jungle Boy win the t- that that. Oh my god, that's literally what I was thinking about. Like, really? Jungle Boy is TNT champion, and then that's when Christian comes back, and then you have a pay per view match yeah. for the title. But now I don't know what like what does Luchasaurus even do until then. Uh, I guess Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy feud for now. I guess so, yeah. They feud. Yeah, that'll be the first feud, and then work it out from there, I guess. I'll go for there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of working things out, a good, amazingly worked match. Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson, two of the best, mm-hmm. just wrestling. Yeah. And it was a fucking great match. Yes. Just, I can't point out specifics because it was just a good wrestling match. Like, they did all their stuff. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did all their stuff. It was fun. Daniel Garcia was watching from the back. Yep. He didn't come out with Chris Jericho. Nope. Uh, well, no, he wasn't supposed to. I mean, you mean at the, uh, Chris Jericho's victory, he didn't come out. Yeah, Chris Jericho's victory celebration. All of the members of the JAS came out except for Daniel Garcia. Because he noticed that um, Jericho kind of cheated in the end there by giving Danielson a low blow. Yeah, exactly. He totally noticed it. Mm-hmm. And it, by the way, that low blow was the best, like, like, not meal kick, but sort of like backward behind the ref's back kick I've ever seen. It was so quick. Yeah, it was. I almost, I almost missed it, but uh, the Same. camera work was good enough, and I just saw it. I'm like, well, that was like, because usually like the heel like lingers over the ref for like a good like five seconds, but no, Chris was just like immediately very like just like yeah. Cut, near, grab the corner ropes, boom, kick Danielson in the balls, and then move on. Yeah, it's the awesome. way that he works with that with Aubrey Edwards, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So Great. It, it worked well. Good match. Good le- led to a good part of the angle that led to what happened this week on Dynamite. Yes. And next we have a tag, t- another six man tag team match. Wow, this is the third one on this card. Yep. Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro against the House of Black. Oh. Is this match consequential? Is this inconsequential? Yeah, this, this, again, TV match. TV uh, match. Nice, a Mi- good work TV match. Miro uh, did not want to work well with Sting and Darby. He wanted to do it him, him just to himself, was getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sting and Darby have to put themselves in. I don't remember Sting didn't really have a big moment in this match. He he, he, he used the mist on Malachi Black. That's what it was. That was that was a big thing, which was fine. Yeah, that was fine. Uh, um, Buddy, Buddy Matthews looked like he got sunburned. Oh yeah, massively. He was he was redder than Larry the Lobster, <laughs> dude. I <laughs> yeah, mean, it was. it was like like if someone chopped him, he would have just I would he would be pissed. Oh yeah, he'd be pissed. Yeah, definitely. But also, we learned that after this though, Malachi Black uh, hugged his team and gave a kiss to the audience. But and we found out today that he was released. Yes, under special yeah, it, terms. Yes, um, on special conditions. I'm sure it's like like he's not allowed to wrestle. Uh, for, WWE for, the, for yeah anywhere for the length of his remainder of his contract apparently like it's it rumor ha- and these are all rumors right now it's a combination of you know, frustration. stuff going on in his personal life that, that he needs to focus on and maybe even possibly an injury 
that might kind of be serious. Oh, that would be bad. Yeah. So again, it's all rumor territory right now. So it's not very clear. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a shame that he's going because the House of Black, like as silly as like it could be like, at times. Dark spirits rise from the dead. Like it's a little ridiculous, but they were a cool team. Yep, they were a really cool team. I wish they could have yeah. gotten more. Like that Buddy Matthews debut. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. good. I was so hyped when it happened. Yeah, you you could you could still do the House of Black without him, I think. Yeah, make the House of King. House of King? Okay, Brody sure. King. Mm-hmm. And let's... This is an inconsequential now, too. Yeah, CM Punk versus John Moxley. CM Punk won the title. I honestly actually can't remember this match. I should have taken notes. I feel like an idiot for not doing that. No, it doesn't matter if you took notes because it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm I say that we skip talking about this match entirely because we have to talk about what happened after the pay-per-view now. Yeah, we're, the media scrum which might be the last media scrum ever. Yeah, so this we're about an, we're already like an hour in. We're a little over an hour in, so this is the perfect time. This is how we're going to lead things before we close the show. Let's talk about what's been happening here. Right. After all these pay-per-views, they have like little uh yeah, like little press conference Q&A with oh. some of the wrestlers. Yep. Uh, quick thing. Mm-hmm. WWE also had one. Yeah, they had they, they had a press conference uh, post uh, the po- at Clash the end the of the Clash the Castle. Yeah, yes. I didn't watch any of it, but I'm sure it was like... Me neither. I heard it was great. Stuff. I heard it was okay. great. And that Triple H sounded like just good. It was mostly just him also from what I heard. Yeah, just Triple H going like this. We're doing time. great, guys. We're doing great. Yeah. Aren't you guys excited? Yeah. Aren't you guys excited? You guys happy I'm in charge? Yeah. I'm happy. You guys know you're happy I'm in charge. This is great, isn't it? Yeah. And honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm almost tempted to start watching again. I might tune into SmackDown some days now. Sure. But at the AEW um, press conference, the first people they had seated were Tony Khan himself and CM Punk. Not long after that match had happened. Yeah, like immediately after, basically. After he had this great, glorious victory. Oh, actually, wait. No, we can't. T- we're not done. Pa- pay-per-view. Sorry. Because after Punk won the match, we have to talk about this. We were, we actually got to learn who the Joker was from the beginning of the show. So this, everything goes black. Yep. And we start and we to hear, we hear some sort of voicemail come up. And it's uh, Tony Khan talking to somebody, telling them, all right, this is my final offer. You've been I'm ignoring me, you, dodging me. I'm offering you X amount of money. Come to um, Dynamite. I'm doing this for the fans at this point. You could be in the casino ladder match. Mm-hmm. And, he, and I'm not. And I, I'm not gonna. And I'm not gonna extend your contract. Yes. Yeah. He, and then it cuts to a shot of an old CM Punk quote. What was it like? The greatest trick that the devil ever, ever pulled is that is convincing people he never existed. Yep. And then cuts to the silhouette. And then the scarf coming on. It's more iconic than Captain America's fucking shield. Mm-hmm. And then MJF comes out. I hate his music. I love his music. I hope that he keeps him. I don't know. He's not going to keep Sympathy for the Devil. He came out to Dynamite to his music. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, sympathy. Yeah, Rolling Stones is expensive, rights-wise. I'm sure. I would, ex- I would assume, because apparently, like uh, Chris Jericho was uh, tried to ask for back in black for the inner circle for one year for something, and they wanted like fifty thousand dollars. Ooh, something like wow. that, or five hundred. Something, some large amount, some hundred thousand dollar range. It was too. That was way too much just for one yeah. use. Yeah, but yeah, MJF closed the show with his return after what three months? 
Just about, yeah, I'd say three months. Yeah, three months of like radio silence. Yeah. So three. it was cool to see him back. And then and then we go to the media scrum. Yeah. And CM Punk just someone asked him a question. I don't even know if it was about Cold Cabana. Mm-hmm. But CM Punk just kind of loses it <laughs> and just goes on this crazy rant while stuffing his face full of muffins. Which is really funny, because he, really? like he was talking. Yeah, like he was talking about like like I heard, I, I heard the clip of him saying he's like I work with fucking children, while he is talking with his mouth completely full <laughs> muffins. Yeah, which was really funny. So CM Punk goes through all those questions. Uh, Jared's looking it up. I'm um, trying to look up like the um, the cadence or like whatever it was that he had said to them. Yeah, it's not like yelling or it's not it's not like he's yelling or anything, but he's clearly like done and mad. And I don't here's here's the weird part, because it's like you go back to the end of 2021 and CM Punk, like he's happy. He's fine. He's so happy. Yeah, he he was totally chill. I think as right up until knew. right up until he got injured, well, right up until he broke his foot. I think that's when it honestly started to really change and happen. I don't know what set him off for what I hear. Punk has been in Tony's ear since February. Mm-hmm. So let's get some of the quotes that he said. What did I ever do in this world to do? De- uh, in this world to get to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like hangman adam page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself for what what did i ever do i didn't do a goddamn thing i mean i bet he didn't i bet he really didn't no that's like in a sense i get it but like don't air your laundry like that no not publicly like the, here's the big here's the big problem this is what caused the fight that he actively went and spoke and just blasted everyone publicly. That's not how you handle, that's not really the professional way you handle it. Like if you got a problem, like he has a problem with Mad Nick Jackson. Yeah, okay, fine. He needs to go, he, like, and here's the thing. He could have easily avoided this if he just went, guys, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm kind of, I'm pissed off right now. I can't do, your, I can't do any media questions right now. I'm just gonna go home. Because if I if I stay any longer, it's gonna be ugly. Yeah. I'm just gonna take my leave. I will have a separate press conference later if that's gone. And I know the boss is right, sitting right next to him. Right, right now, next but, to him, because Tony was yeah, about to he, say something. Yeah. And he cut and him off. Like, yeah, and his big rant was right in front of the boss of the company. And but no, CM Punk has to like be just air all this out i don't know if this was but i'm wondering if it was planned if cm punk knew he was going to say this stuff beforehand it was just looking for an excuse Who i don't knows? know maybe he's con- <sighs> no he's not concussed no way he's concussed we would know he was no, concussed. He, he, they wouldn't have let him if, out there if he was concussed no there was a report that he actually uh tore his tricep yeah during so this match more quoting saying there's people who call themselves evps that should have fucking known better this was none of their business i understand sticking up for your effing friends i effing get it i stuck up for that guy more than anybody i paid his bills until i didn't and it was my decision not to when somebody who hasn't done a goddamn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back because he says it's him and goes on national television and does that it's a disgrace to this industry it's a disgrace to this company now we are far beyond apologies I gave him a effing chance. I did not get handled, and you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable. Lowering myself to his effing. What did he do? Oh, right, because he did that. He went to that promo where he invited uh, Hangman out on television. Yeah, called him out. Yeah. Yeah, and it 
Okay, the one line where where it is where the hangman said was, "You talk a big game about workers' rights, but you've shown the exact opposite when you came here." Apparently, it's and Punk interpreted this as him uh, blackballing Cabana, apparently, which he has denied doing. Yeah, who knows what that is? I think that that's more of a reference of punk is pushing for himself more than he's pushing other people exactly yeah like in terms of workers rights he stays in his own locker room all by himself all day exactly yeah he's not exactly a people person like he like he like he always well i mean cm punk has made it very clear he and he says himself he is a he is a cantankerous motherfucker cantankerous monkey punk exactly (laughs) that's good i like that thank you um and just um yeah he he, i keep hearing i keep hearing him said like look if you want if you want to talk to me come find me and i'm like well and i'm like well you know what why don't you go up to a person you have an issue with and go hey can we hey dude i need to talk to you about something yeah can we please talk Exactly. But no, it's like no, come to me. It's like it's like if you had a yeah, if Punk had a problem with that line, why didn't you go talk to that to Hangman about that line? Yeah, exactly. It's he's he's a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, he's a hypocrite. He's always yeah, he's I guess he's always has been. Mm-hmm. He really That's has. The way he's always been. So we've seen we've been all week. We've been seeing stuff about. Uh, we've been seeing rehashes of old lines of of CM Punk seemingly having an ego. Stuff that Triple H said. Stuff that John Cena said like live on television. Yeah, like John Cena basically said the gist of what uh, Cena said like way back in 2012, 2013, something like that to Punk. He just said, "You're a big proponent of change as long as it benefits you." <laughs> buddy yeah and and it seems to be that seems to be the case yeah because again like i feel like the the breaking point for him was coming back from his foot injury right after he won the title for the first time here in aw and then immediately gets thrown into like the thrown into like hangman page's way and hangman says what he says yep and it's just it's also it's always just been like a cavalcade recently of people kind of going a little too far with what they say which is is still in the realms of being okay but still kind of might be bringing up some personal stuff i agree that is a little that's a that's a very fine line that you have to cross and some people do it better than others yep so um let's talk about what happened after though yeah so the media scrum continues and in the background now there are multiple accounts of what actually happened we still don't actually know for what we know they're bringing in a third party for this yeah to investigate and interview everyone everyone who was involved in the incident and basically the gist of it uh from sort of the two stories matt and nick Jans- jackson the young and bucks the, who are the, the ev who are and kenny who are the evps that punk mentioned he said that they couldn't run a fucking target yeah <laughs> they basically go up to punk and try to talk to him it escalates to shouting and then a fist fight breaking out. Yep. Uh, uh, possibly Ace Steel throwing a chair. Ace Steel throwing a chair and, and biting, biting Kenny Omega in, <laughs> Kenny Omega in the hand. Yes. Um, Which, by the way, the and the funniest. I mean, this is not a funny situation. This is awful. It's the funniest. Awful. Situ- the funniest part of it is Kenny Omega trying to is like picking up CM Punk's dog Larry and take and getting him away from the locker room. Mm-hmm. From this private locker sure, room of Punk's. Yeah, yeah, making sure like the poor dog doesn't become collateral damage. Which I find. Kenny Omega, dog lover, awesome. Yes. Great. Um, I thought he was but, a cat guy. <laughs> 
yeah, I don't know. I guess he just loves animals. But regardless, um, this was a shit show. The outcome of which, basically, everybody pretty much getting suspended, including Punk. The AEW World Championships and Trios Championships being vacated, being stripped, which is why uh, two matches on this card are basically irrelevant Yep. now, pretty much. Punk has not gotten fired. Probably simply because he he did receive that tricep oh, he, injury, yeah. and Tony probably probably thought to himself like, well, I don't want to fire him while he's like injured. Yeah, because that's kind of a that's kind of that's real that's a really ugly look if I do that. Yeah, and he's gonna be out for what that tricep injury for what like probably like six to eight months. Yeah, basically that. So much that's he's... basically a giant long suspension. Um, yeah, he's no been word of how long the Bucks and Kenny and everyone else are going to be out for. All the people that have been suspended currently are uh, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Brandon Cutler, N- Michael Nakazawa, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, CM Punk, and A Steel. Why was Pat Buck there? I mean, I guess he's an agent. That's that's what I know. He's an agent. Yeah. He's like a big agent now. He recently joined the company. Yeah. I think he was doing a lot of talent relations stuff. I, as to what happened with Christopher Daniels, though, I'm curious about also that made... Uh, maybe he overheard it and tried to break it up or something like that. So, I, would I, have, mean, I would have thought Daniels that... Daniels is like a senior guy at this point. Yeah, he is. I would have thought I thought that he was head of talent relations, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, I think that's Tony Schiavone's job. All right. Tony Schiavone. Schiavone. So, yeah, the titles were vacated... And Dynamite then became a really good show this week. Because yeah, this this I I was I was like scared to watch this show. Yeah. honestly, because I I was like I was like watching like with, almost with closed eyes at first. I thought that was going to be the case, but no, the show was it was a great episode of Dynamite. Tony, it opened with MJF. Nope, Tony Khan. Hero. Oh, Tony Khan announcing that the World uh, and Trios Championships are now vacant, and he announced a um, that the opening match would be for the Trios Championships between two long history trios in AEW, the Death Triangle and the Best Friends, mm-hmm. and that there would be a tournament that would be decided at Grand Slam for the new AEW World Champion. Yes, that's right. And uh, so then your the- friend came out. Then the King returned. It's Return of the King. MJF comes out. He's all he's all happy and smiling. He's got like a Buffalo Bills jersey on. Yep. He cuts. A, I recommend you go watch this this promo if you haven't, um, Jared. Nice I'm sure you promo. already have. Oh, but, I did. Um, don't, don't watch it on the Ollie Wrestling's YouTube channel. Cause the audio mixing on that was terrible. I have no idea what happened. Oh, well. oh maybe they. Fi- like, I hope they like fix it by now. A weird echo, but regardless, um, he cuts the. He's going to be an incredible baby face. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, okay. He, kinda, he was for five minutes. Yeah, he was. And then John Moxley comes out. It's like, you're full of shit. Imme- Moxley immediately calls him out for it. MJF just reverts right back to his old self. It's like, you're fucking right, John Moxley. Yes. Fuck um, you, AEW fans. Yeah. And then Moxley and then MJF retreats. Yep. Moxley cuts a fantastic promo. Where he's like, I'm fucking embarrassed. What happened this weekend after this? This is terrible. I deserve to be champion. No. Well, well, not deserves, but he's like, I, he's like, I'm getting one shot at this, and I'm going for it. I'm yeah. getting my my championship back, and I don't care who I have to fight to do it. It's just great promo from him, as usual. Not really surprised, but it was really poignant that this had to happen tonight. Yep. Um, it's basically, what else happened? Uh, Wardlow crushed uh, Tony Nice. Yep. Really quick. I uh, basically said that it was going to be him. Uh, the trios match opened the card, actually. Uh, yes. Death Triangle are now the new trios champions. It was a good yeah. match. 
Yeah. I actually almost maybe would have preferred best friends to be I would have preferred feel, them. Because they feel like the bigger babyface team. And it's like in a kind of a situ- special circumstance like this, it would be good to have a babyface win. But I guess Death Triangler, I mean, everyone loves those three anyways. So. Yeah, we have the first dual champion in AEW now with Pac. Yeah, Pac. Yeah, he is the All-Atlantic champion and a tag champion. Yes, he is. It, we had the first match in the AEW World Championship tournament which was uh, excellent between yes between brian danielson and hangman page yeah Mwah. danielson yeah danielson finally beats page yep their record is one one and one yes exactly the, their first match was a draw hangman hour. beat him the second time yeah an hour long an hour long draw hangman beat him the second time and now danielson has finally been hangman um it, it ended with um with a crazy like o'connor roll i think something like that like a pretty, like, oh, yeah. like the, the pin combination with the were you bridge. A, were you, yes, with the bridge. It's really cool. The O'Connor roll yeah. is always a fun finisher. I've only seen it kicked out of like once or twice, maybe. Yeah. And yeah, yeah good match. I think there was also a match between two other people. I obviously, I feel like I'm forgetting another segment that happened on the, yeah, on the, the card. Um, what happened? Uh, Stokely Hathaway and his boys came out for a bit. Oh, yeah. And, and they then, beat up a production guy. Yeah. That happened. That was very short. Yeah. It was what it is. And then... We had a little thing of what And then there was just like a bunch of promotion for Rampage, including Claudio versus Dax for the Ring of Honor title. Uh, The next match in the the AEW Championship Tournament, which is going to be Darby versus uh, Sammy. Sammy being having the most TNT title runs and Darby being the longest reigning TNT champion. That's interesting. The winner, yeah, the winner of that faces John Moxley next week Mm -hmm. on I think Dynamite or Rampage. While next week on Dynamite, Brian Danielson, now that he's beaten Hangman, is going to face Chris Jericho again. Cool. Probably win this time. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, because I I feel like what do you think the finals is going to be? Because I think it's going to be Moxie versus Danielson. I think so too. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that I yeah it would be interesting. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind if Chris Jericho won it again. That oh be, God, I would love it if the Chris Jericho. The return of the champion. Oh, please. Oh, yes, the champion. Please come back and uh, please save us, Chris Jericho. Save us, Y2J. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he gave a promo also on Dynamite um, saying about how he has to be a locker room leader. Which, yeah, come on. Yeah, let, said, him lead. let him be the locker this room is leader. My, this is my company. This is my locker room. It's like, okay, dude, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I get where you're going. I get. I, I feel what you're... I'm picking up what you're putting down, but okay. Apparently, well, apparently there is a lot of sympathy and like love for Chris Jericho backstage. There was a big Absolutely. talent. There's a big talent meeting a few weeks ago where Chris Jericho spoke at, apparently to try and help get things in or, uh, in order. But everyone and everyone came out of that loving Jericho some more. Of course, um, yeah. And there and was another talent meeting. Yes. Uh, Wednesday morning, was which Jericho, Danielson, and Moxley. Yes. All all led it, and it was just like, yeah, these are. Locker room leaders. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing: the worst kinds of leaders are the people who want to be leaders. They are not. They don't. No one says I'm gonna. I'm gonna be the leader because they're assholes. Exactly. You need. You need. You need a leader where literally everyone, the majority, point at that one person and go you, Mm -hmm. and go like, who do we trust the most? That guy. And it's the vast majority. Yep. That's what happened with Chris Jericho becoming the first AEW World Champion. People exactly. trusted him. Yeah, because he 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 was um he was like the most established uh, name and name going and he, into it. He wasn't too full of himself. He had his own private locker room too, but he seems to be more open to people. 
Yeah, of course. Anything. He brings people aside. He watches dynamite and sees people takes them aside. Like yeah, he takes notes and like he looks at everyone and how they do and yeah. you know. Punk seemed to be doing that at first, not as much as as later. As time went on, no. Yeah, with this, you know, he had some great like random matches with people on dynamite. And what happened? I don't know. <sighs> So yeah, uh, Jericho is the real leader. I can see Jericho winning the title. I want him to win the title. I'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm pulling for Danielson to be honest. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be Danielson too. Yeah. Actually, because like point. like what a great lineup. Like like what a great addition to that championship lineage. Honestly. Yeah, that would like be. having having one of the best technical have one of the best wrestlers basically all adding I, to that list. And then I'd love to. Oh God. No, I was about to say then put it on Kenny again, but Kenny is right now in suspension mode. So yeah, Kenny's gone. Honestly, you know what? If 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 all of if those guys never really come back, I think it, I think the company's going to be fine at this point. Yeah. Look at how many people are on the roster. Like, look at the yeah, roster. Yeah, I agree. We've been comp- like there have been issues with the roster for the past few months that it's like too big. Yeah, you're right. It's been genuinely too big for so long, and now that's like these four like top spots are kind of open. That creates like opportunities for other people to sort of climb up to higher stations. Oh, it does. It's so good. Yeah. Jordan, you make such good points, and you actually make me so excited now for more and more of what AEW has to give. Yeah, I try to. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Tony Khan needs to start booking like star versus star matches on TV and not just like star versus job matches. Cause dream like, yeah, just, just do dream matches for the next like three or four weeks. Just do that. I think that's just what do that there. and bring people in, bring new viewers in mm-hmm. or last oh, viewers. I have a prediction. Yes. I have a prediction to make mm-hmm. based on the way that a, that, um, MJF said that he won that chip and, uh, for the Joker thing and, uh, he can challenge for it at any time. I think he's going to use that chip like money in the bank. Yeah, the casino ladder match. It's a, it, if you win the chip, you can have a title match anytime you want. Okay, so it's not like you. It's not like you can announce it for a specific date. You can literally have it like at like at any point during any show. That is. Like, does it? Is it, it actually? Hasn't been specified yet. Exactly. That's the problem. They need to specify that pretty quickly. Otherwise, it's going to become their own money in the bank. Yeah. Which I. I don't know if that's legal, is it? Mm. I mean, there's like feast or fired stuff too, right? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: like, if if MJF comes out the end of like Grand Slam Dynamite and says, "Hey, hey, I'm having my title match on uh, Rampage this week," mm-hmm. then it, then it's technically, I mean, on this, technically on the same day, it's just aired. It's just aired delayed. Which I, eh, do you want? Yeah, you probably want it live, actually. I don't know. Yeah, probably they wouldn't want. They wouldn't do it at the end of Rampage that week. No. They do it at the end of Dynamite at Grand Slam. Yeah, that's how they launch it off all with a Grand Slam. Exactly. Oh God. It's kind of funny how it's called Grand Slam, but it's at the tennis stadium, not the baseball stadium. <laughs> it's at a stadium. tennis stadium. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're building up. I think that they're what they're they're building up for maybe uh, City Field to be their first stadium show eventually. <sighs> wow. I think they need to work on filling an arena. Still, of course, they are going to need to do that with AEW at Madison Square Garden first. Yeah, definitely. They need to. They need to go on tour more as well. Like, start doing some more like West Coast shows. Hey, they yes. And there have been rumors of them possibly starting a second touring brand to to record Rampage and Ring of Rampage. Honor stuff. Yes. Hopefully, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor finally getting its own TV show finally, and they can split everything up and make a real roster. 
Yes. No, there's a bunch of other people who would still Ring of Honor contracted that need to appear and do Actually stuff. Be on, yeah, be on television, exactly. Yes. Any television at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think they have much else to talk about, to be honest. But yeah, I look forward to what comes from AEW out of this. This has been a rough week for the fan base. Mm-hmm. It's it was great at first. It was it, it was it came from a decent pay per view. What would you what would you give this pay per view? I think uh, out of ten. Uh, out of ten, I give it like a seven. I give it a seven, but uh, due to everything that has happened in the aftermath, it kind of makes it go down to a six. Yeah. Just due to stuff that happened, it was a mm-hmm. decent pay per view. Drama. Yeah, stupid drama. Yep. Let's close things out with how we usually do. With um, I don't have much. I I didn't do any gaming. What are you gaming, nah, Jordan? Neither. Okay, what are we uh, watching, listening to, reading stuff? Uh, <laughs> excuse bless me. You. <laughs> That's what you get for not gaming. Your lungs like cave in on themselves. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I. Well, the only thing I really watched aside from like all the AEW stuff was um, the NASCAR playoffs have started. Hell yeah. Um, it was the Southern 500 at Darlington. I gotta say it was race. Um. Yeah, you cut you off. It oh, was. It, it You said it was race. It, it was race? Question mark. Did it happen? It was a race. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, so great perfectly. race. Great race. Great action. Um, I guess God just decided. You know what? I don't like some of these playoff drivers, and several of them got uh, shellacked. Chase Elliott, the uh, playoff points leader car completely just he spun out and, and totaled his car Ooh. everyone's okay well everyone's okay it's more than everyone's okay and it was like a situation where maybe they would be able to fix it so every driver has like a i think it's called like a dvp clock where you can go to pit road and if you can fix uh if it's damaged that's fixable within t- a 10 minute time limit you can go back out there and continue to race if you can't fix it within ten minutes, you're you're done for the day. Ooh. Because because if if it's something that takes longer than ten minutes to fix, probably don't want that car out there. Probably not gonna get because, back in. Exactly, probably be a serious problem. Kyle Larson got his ass kicked, was having like engine trouble, which was like it can still run, but we're gonna keep an eye on it. And apparently, like they've run through data and analytics, they still don't know what's happened. Um, was three laps down at one point and managed to just drive and speed all of his all his way up to 12th place, which was pretty impressive. Damn. So basically, he went from last to like 12th in like 50 laps or something like that. Which Damn. I don't know how he did it. That's just raw talent. Let me think. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., who a great driver, just couldn't secure a win, couldn't get himself in the playoffs. Looked like he was going to win the race. Lost power steering um, and just overheated his car somehow mm-hmm. uh kevin harvick uh his car caught on fire mm-hmm. <laughs> his car caught on fire oh, uh somehow no. it just a bunch of rubber got kicked up into like the exhaust or whatever and just it it just lit that stuff on fire he's okay he got out uh, okay had a, had a pretty he it was a he had a pretty steamed uh no pun intended uh interview after the race where just like yeah these are just shitty parts and nascar it's cheaper for them to not fix these issues but apparently they are actually they, nascar has actually come up with solutions to avoid these kinds of fires from happening oh going forward and tell Good. and they told all the teams okay you can do this to the car to prevent these fires everyone's got to do it so that's done uh kyle bush looked like he was going to win after martin had to conk out and then literally right before they restarted the race to go green Kyle's, Kyle's, Kyle's engine blew up. Oh. 
So, and it, it was just like, he was just casually sort of driving around. They were all lining back up to restart the race. And his car just blew up. His engine just blew up and died. And the crowd went absolutely bonkers. They went absolutely insane because people, some a lot of people like Kyle Busch, a lot of people don't like him. Good. So it was it was really fun to see the crowd go absolutely insane because in the lead and uh, winning the Southern 500 and getting the 200th win for the number 43 car in NASCAR is Eric Jones. Mm. He's not in the playoffs, but this is like his third ever NASCAR win. He's won at Darlington before. He was able to do it again. Um, Even though he's not a playoff driver, it's cool to see. And um, after today, where are the playoff results? I have them right here. Oh, boy. So Chase Elliott, who started the playoffs in first, is falling all the way back down to ninth. Kevin Harvick is like uh, like so all the people in red here. Yeah, uh, they have they have got to get some points and get themselves out of like the the last four positions because in two races it is going to go from sixteen playoff drivers to twelve and four are going to be eliminated. So the bottom four are going to be eliminated. So mm. and here's the thing, the points gap like isn't all that they don't have to have a lot of points because like the points. The points gap is like pretty, um, pretty, pretty tight actually knit together. Like first and second aren't that far off. Um, Twenty again, again it's just like two points is pretty easy to get. So, mm-hmm. and these are playoff points. So uh, I'm rambling to this point. Yeah. So uh, the playoffs started off really well. That's all I got to say for now. Just conclude. Good. Hell yeah! Hope that we don't see any more tragedies. Or in terms of crashes, in terms yeah. of crashes. Well, well no, no, one, no one's gonna die, Jared. <laughs> you know what I mean. They figured that out. You know what I mean. But uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Moving on now. Uh, I've been listening to some more Braving the Elements, the mm-hmm. Avatar: The Last Airbender podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it still. Uh, the most recent episode they was from when they were at San Diego Comic Con 2022, where they had played the little video, even where they announced the movie, uh, the one that has Avatar Ang in it. That's gonna be mm-hmm. great. They redid. Uh, they ran through some old scenes again uh, together with some crowd members. I had a fun little note where I found out that Jack DeSena, voice of Sokka, has seen only every episode that he is in. Oh, cool. Which means the one episode that he has not seen is, and he said this on stage next mm. to Dante Bosco, who is hosting the panel, that he has never seen Zuko alone. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and uh, d- did you know that Phil Lamar voices the Earth King? Oh, Phil Lamar. I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. that's him. It's his normal voice, which he's not nice. used to. Where, like, he mm-hmm. knows how he's not used to. Oh, like, Andrea Romano. Uh, I know this stuff because of listening to the podcast. The uh, Who voices and direct, the big voice director for a lot of big stuff in Nickelodeon. Just said to him, I want to hear your normal voice. And he was taken aback by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I can't wait to see him actually be on the regular episode of the podcast eventually when they bring in and talk about King Quay. I found out that that's how his uh, name is pronounced also. I just knew him as the Earth King, but then in the books they gave him a, a, a name that I first saw, and I guess it's Quay. Yeah, King Quay. Yeah. King Quay. That was really cool. Other than that, also, I heard stuff with The Chase. They talked about The Chase. They had on Tim Hedrick, one of the other uh, direct old directors, to talk about the Dark Horse comics, which had me very appreciative. And basically, they just kept telling people to write, uh, read them, read them, not write them, read them. Read the books. Yeah. Uh, other than that, we both also watched the new Todd in the Shadows video. Yeah, it was uh, Generations Train Records. It was covering Generation Swine by Motley Crue. Yep. 
I didn't know Motley Crue like changed their singer at one point, which is yeah. interesting. John Karabi was their singer at one point. Yeah, they went over that in the dirt for a little, for like a small bit where you saw some guy walk in that looked a little bit like John Karabi. I I don't remember that. Bit. I no, like literally he walks past like the guy they have play Nikki Six in front of him, and we see him like one or two other times, and that's it. That's awesome. It's it's like not even like he barely. Get, I don't even think the whoever they have f- filling in for him has a full few minutes of screen time. Yeah. Did I ever tell you I actually met John Karabi? <laughs> no, really. I met him um, back when I was an intern for WDHA. My very last day uh, for my second internship, the Dead Daisies were playing. Hmm. Um, and John Karabi is the singer of the Dead Daisies. Let me see who else is in this band so that way I can remember. <laughs> they Oh, they're a super group. Forgot. They're a super group with... Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, look, the members have changed since then. I don't even think John Karabi's in the band anymore. Oh, okay. Great. They've got a bunch of people I, I, who I can't, I don't even really know. Never mind. Yeah. The so Dead Daisies. So much for a super group. I know, right? Oh, wait, no. Actually, they got Glenn Hughes on singer. Glenn Hughes, uh, he sang at one point. He was in the, he was both in Black Sabbath and Deep Purple at different times. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Big funk rock guy. He's actually, like, really famous. I did not meet him, though. It was at the time when John Karabi was in the band and... Some other people. This is back in like twenty. It was back in like summer twenty seventeen. I barely remember this. It's five years mm. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Back to Todd in the Shadows. We learned about Generation Swine and how. I knew that that album was not good at all. No, it it was definitely very not Motley Crue at all. No. I don't really have much to say. It really was like a, during a dark time for them too, when they were in the middle of change. They were kind of done making their hits. Yeah. Most of their big hits wouldn't come out. I mean, they had like a few other songs that would come out a few years later. Yeah, Saints of Los Angeles kind of revitalized them quite a bit. Yeah, they have this one singular song that's just called Sex. I know that they that they play sometimes live. Yeah. I've heard it once live. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen them twice. They were, they're, they're all right. I saw them before. It was uh, before their first retirement. Mm. Before they came back. And uh, I, I don't know. I've heard that Vince Neil isn't that great live right now. So. Hmm. Yeah, he's kind of... How's... Uh, oh, God, what's his name? The dude Tom, with the hat. Tom McMars? Yeah. Is, how's he doing physically? Is physically, he okay? he's not great. He's not good mm, physically. Right, because I, I know he's got some conditions. Yeah. I mean, I remember from that movie that he was, like, at the uh, from the Dirt movie when we watched it, that he was the tallest at the beginning of the movie, and then he became the shortest. The shortest. Yeah. That's he's, right, yeah, because of his bones. Yeah, his bone disease. That's like his, his bones are, like, shrinking on him too fast. Uh, yeah. Uh, and eventually he might need to be in a wheelchair. Oh, uh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is 10 years older I, than the rest of the band, so. Oh, yes. Yeah. So he, he, he is the old man mm-hmm. of the group. So just, I remember that scene from the movie. He just looks out of the crowd and just turns back to the band. And he's like, we're all going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, good movie. But yeah, Generation Swine, weird album. Weird album. Uh, another good episode by Todd in the Shadows. Yeah, definitely going to be watching. Shocking. No, of course. Not shocking. Great. No. Um, God delivers the goods again. There's one last thing before we close out. Mm-hmm. Before we close mm-hmm. out. Twerkgate. We got to talk Right, Twerkgate. yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah, was that was that an end credit scene or before the credit? That was an end credit scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why people are getting so mad about it. It's like, first of all, it's like, you've got Megan the Stallion. User. In there. Yeah, you get, you're going to use her. You got to use her for something. I don't know if she got, she's not really a natural actress. And it's like, it's a, it's a, and we've established that these She-Hulk and credit scenes are 
dumb comedy. goofs anyways. They're, yeah, they're all supposed to be goofy com- comedic stuff. Why yeah. do you care so much if she twerks? Yeah. I mean... I mean, it was it was it wasn't lore accurate because the clapping of those cheeks would have destroyed the whole building. But yes. regardless, <laughs> she literally does like the sonic clap with her hands in the first episode. So Ex- yes, oh, far off. That's <laughs> Jordan. Jordan, what? <laughs> it's a different kind of clap. Taking clapping cheeks to a whole new level. <laughs> okay, you know it. Um, yeah, I don't I just, people are mad about it. Like, it's like how it started versus how it's going. It's like, yeah. dude, it's an end credits nonsense. There was also, I re- you know, did you remember what else was circling at that time, too? Or started circling around that uh, picture of her naked jump roping in a Marvel comic? Yeah, that that old She-Hulk thing, yeah. Yeah, it's, one of it's the older like, comics? Yeah. it's just covering up her, you know, jiggly bit, her, her jibbly, or naughty her bits. Schnavitz. Her schnell. Her schnell. Her schnavitz is, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it's just like it's 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 a silly thing that people are complaining about. I mean, I mean, I've seen some like comparison shots. Like people are like not happy about the way the show like CGI looks, and it's no, I, well, I can totally agree to that. If I'm being honest, I'm seeing yeah. I'm seeing it. It's not looking great. Yeah, it's especially God, God comparing it to like the first Iron Man film with like the suit up scene is like night and day. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, granted, like they they probably they, like it's unfair I hope that- to like. I hope that Marvel didn't throw less money at this show just because it's so, you know, it's got a lot of women behind it. Because this yeah, is that, like a women-driven show. I love, uh, um, it's definitely written, ri- uh, written, uh, for women, a kind of a female comedy style, I would it's, say. It's a romantic comedy. Yeah. I, I don't know about romantic comedy. I mean. I was told that's what they're going for. But kinda. Yeah. yeah, they're going for sitcoms from what I heard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whichever it is, a girl. Uh, did I say female comedy? Girl kind of comedy. Don't say female. Don't describe girls like that. Yeah. Sorry. Comedy about that. aimed at a female demographic. How about? Yeah. Okay, that works. I think. Mm-hmm. All right, but I'd say hey, I enjoy the show. I enjoy it enough. I, I, people are falling off of Marvel, but it's, it's, it's their, their multi-genre thing. Yeah. Yeah. The TV shows are a universe. Shows, each show is a different thing. Yeah. Each show is a different theme. Yep. Exactly. And we're at the exact time to end, I think, for tonight. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Good one today. A little longer, but not not too much longer. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Loving it. Loving it all. Yeah. Take it away, sir. Yes, sir. So thank you so, so much for joining us here this week. Whether it was watching us live here on twitch.tv slash JNJ underscore Securicast or listening to the audio recording of this podcast on uh, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Audible, TuneIn Radio, Alexa, Listen Notes, Spotify, Art Hard Radio, Pandora, Player FM, and you can find all of our episodes and download them at Podbean at jandjsecurecast.podbean.com. Don't forget to share the show. Let us know when you're listening on social media. Tell a friend or trick a friend into listening to our show by telling them something else, only to find out that we're cooler. And you can find us on our Facebook page, which is our main source of information for us, at facebook.com slash jjsecurecastpod. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at jjsecurecastpod. And don't forget to follow us on our social media, which you can find at the top left of our screen now on Twitch. But if you're just listening to the audio version, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at jryan9000. It's over 9000! And you can follow Emperor Zerg on Twitter at jgalls1918, Instagram at jgalls15, 
and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jgalls15. If you're listening to us on Podbean, Spotify, or any other audio service, or YouTube, please make sure to check us out when we go live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jnj underscore securecast. That's security and cast in one word. Without the T-Y. We go live Thursday nights usually around 7.30 and stay on until around 9. That's almost 10. Join us and interact in the conversation, your chat will appear on screen. Please feel free to email us with suggestions or kind words at jjsecurecastpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Adobe Sight Music for our intro theme and Purple Planet Music for our outro theme. And with that, we've locked up the Securecast for the evening. Man, I gotta go still see Lightyear. It's on Disney Plus now. Oh yeah, and so is Thor: Love and Thunder, and the all the backstage stuff behind that. We, I, I got, I'm gonna find out shit about Marvel and the makings of this weekend, probably. Sure. Yeah, that we and that Pinocchio remake is on there now. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, everyone did. Oh right, we were gonna talk about that at one point, and we just never did. Were we? I don't know. I remember that. Oh, yeah. No, we didn't. I had it open for so long on my own computer to talk about it and put it on the dock, and I never did. You just looked at it and just went, No. Nah. Yeah. I had it open, and I was like, do I want to talk about this? Mm. Yeah, no. It it didn't come to me. I did not want to. And uh, I'm kind of done talking. So, Mm -hmm. bam. That's it. We got to close things out. Damn good one today. Thank you guys so much for stick for coming and sticking around. If you were here, I saw we had a nice higher amount of viewers today, around five at their max. So that's good. Try to get more. Tell a friend, trick a friend, like we say. Jordan's got anything? Uh, I don't know what I don't know what else I got to say other than um, long live uh, AEW. Long live AEW. Yeah, long live AEW. Uh, punk. Enjoy. I will enjoy Punk's continued conversion to Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Expect him to come out with the trash out of a trash can at some point. Oh boy! I bet Chris Statlander will do that for real one point at one point. <laughs> Probably they're in her turn. I don't know. I feel like she will. Out of a trash can. She came out of a, a video game machine already, so who knows? Yeah, All right. True, yeah. That's it though. Thank you guys so much for joining. Have yourselves a good night. We love you. Bye. Wow.